Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman by heading over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkast mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. I guess we better just get started. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello. Uh, we're another episode of Hypecast, the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host Tom Ryman. I am your other co-host David Bell. I am uh, Jason Pargin, uh, or AKA David Wong, depending on where you're, where you're looking at my username. It just occurred hi. to me, looking at as we've got the stuff we were going to go over today. There's some alternate universe where we're devoting most of this episode to like the right wing backlash to Wonder Woman '84, <laughs> because oh yeah, because that movie timeline. was supposed to have come out on June 5th, right? So there's yeah. some other world where that came out as normal, and then there's some anti-man scene in there, uh, and then a bunch of uh, like angry YouTubers made videos taking down wonder woman 84 and then the whole back half of this episode would be us making fun of them right yeah. we'd also the weirdest part is that that would be a simpler time like right. we, would, <laughs> we wouldn't know what we had uh, right yeah that's what i'm yeah. saying is i miss that i miss you know those yeah. little controversies where we uh would find these things to argue about and that was the the comfort in finding something stupid to get mad at and make fun of because there's obviously a, the people mad at the movie make such easy targets and they're so <laughs> they're so easy to rebut or whatever there's a where we get it we get we're gonna get to do a tiny bit of that later because i saw some some backlash to the games that were announced for ps5 oh, no. <laughs> so, oh good yeah so don't worry <laughs> Before we get to that, we should uh, 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 talk about our producers, Jason. I don't, I don't, I don't know how familiar you are with this show, but we we have we have some producers who are backing us that uh, need need to need a shout out before this all begins, and we have a new one this week named uh, Tealerino. They were very specific about how to pronounce it. And I think I already messed it up. No, no, I'm sure you nailed it. Uh, I, teal, can, I can tell this is teal, very important to them. Teal Lorino. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, Teal. Yep. Uh, also, thank you to another newish patron, uh, the Midnight Patron. What patrons at midnight? Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a real bother <laughs> uh, going forward. But it's a, we'll it's, do it's, it. it's a tick reference. Yes. Is that it? Yeah. yeah midnight bomber. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <clears throat> uh, exploding runes. Thank you to exploding runes. Uh, classy as always. Thank you to Law Donger, PI. Oh, man, I just want to interrupt here. Uh, <laughs> sure. 
the art of coming up with a username only goes back like 30, 30 or 40 years, right? To the early mm -hmm. Usenet groups or whatever. The idea of coming up with some phrase or some... And that kind of developed on its own, right? The idea that people would have some... It would be some joke or pun or something like that. But that was kind of... That culture kind of was created from scratch. It is a delicate thing to come up with a funny username that is going to be your identity for the next however many decades <laughs> because yeah if it's right. a clever pun you don't have to say it too many times before uh it just loses all all meaning and it's just <laughs> it's just your your name right and you you forget like uh, it's like a playstation account name exactly where it's like no one changes those and and a lot of people are starting them like when they're when they're tiny like i think of my nephew who's like i don't know 10 has a playstation account name and it's what a 10 year old would think of and it's like oh god <laughs> yeah you you might have to stick with that for a while and I, meanwhile we've got references that are from like 1994 that you yeah. know like mine is probably still mr t ate my balls or some, <laughs> some joke some joke that no one has thought of since 1996 but it's like well you can't change it yep yeah you're married to mine is is a name that a friend of mine tried to use in a in a text only mmorpg um it's, it's chicken face and we, we created our character and named him that, and they kicked us out immediately <laughs> for not taking the game seriously. Uh, um, and that's you forever. Yeah, and that's a 25-year-old joke that only one other person understands. <laughs> yeah. So. But I don't know. I So far, La Donger has stayed fresh in my mind. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, really, we're really only at, like, the cusp of this art of screen names, too. Yeah. Like you it's, said, it's only been like 30 years. The the hard, the longest part, uh, again, going to uh, role-playing games when I play a role-playing video game, the, the the part of my character creation that takes me the longest is always what dumb shit name to give him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll well, yeah, sit there of course. for like an hour <laughs> agonizing yeah. over what I'm going to call this jackass. It's the best part of the game. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out to Andrew, quote, Andrew Howe, unquote, how uh thank you andrew uh uh asking seven woo which asking seven actually messaged me what their the the story is behind their name and i forgot it okay so well that'll be for next week i suppose no it won't i will have forgotten it next week i'm never gonna kidding remember me? to do this no it's never gonna be a thing um all right i'll jump in here thank you to vincent with a y um vampire suspect uh thank you to rev md thank you reverend thanks to dracula the bus driving vampire um thank you to hp love shaft uh, oh man never gets old. that's another one the, them and law dongers should should open mm -hmm. their own detective agency uh thank you to john munez um thank you john jason do you want to get the last couple uh um, on this uh captain toenail Thank you, but Captain. Now, is that Captain like a Captain and Tennille? Is that like a 1970s reference? Or is this person so. so young that they actually would have, would be shocked to find that it... <laughs> I, uh, I, hope th I hope this is a 68-year-old supporter. <laughs> uh, Rancheros. Uh, Thank you, Wavy. Dr. Kitty, MD. Now, if this person is not an actual doctor, 
that's actually offensive. That's like a stolen glory type thing. You don't, right. you do it's, not call yourself doctor if you've not put in the work and, and actually gotten, gotten the degree. Um, so if they can, can they send in, uh, like a photo of their degree or how do you verify these? Yeah. yeah it's pretty I mean, simple. That would yeah. be preferable. Mm-hmm. It's I like Twitter. We have them send us copies of their driver's licenses. and Yeah. I'd also like to hope that there are some sort of cat as well, <laughs> and it would just be adorable. <laughs> Make cat in a lab coat. No sense that cats would have the surname Kitty. Do they all have mm. that name? I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> Mr. DNA and Lauren Gucci. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Thank you. It's the first chunk well, of producers out of the way. Now we can start talking about some trailers. Yeah, we can. This uh, is actually a week. Uh, Jason, as you can imagine, like there's been some slow weeks lately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we got the trailer for Bill and Ted Face the Music. Yeah. Which it looks like the story of Bill and Ted plagiarizing from themselves. Or trying to, yeah. Trying to. Yeah. Uh, which, I, I don't know. It's it's so low stakes, personally. Yeah, exactly. Like it has it has been like the like the last one was what nineteen ninety one. So it's been Probably. almost thirty no. years. It oh yeah. Jesus. Oh yeah. Yeah, Bogus mm. Journey was ninety one. I'm I'm almost positive. <clears throat> so, do you guys are you old enough to remember the period of time when everyone hated Counter Reeves? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I wonder how many of your listeners. I don't know if your listeners are mostly children, um, but if it's well, been except that, for except for Captain Toenail, yeah, I think they all are. <laughs> if it's <laughs> if it's been that long, I don't know if some of you because this turned around about twenty years ago with the Matrix. But prior to that, Keanu Reeves was a punchline. Mm-hmm. I mean, people hated him. Hated him the way that people kind of unreasonably hated Guy Fieri. Uh, where it was like it was like he's a hack. He he's a he's a wooden actor. He can't act. He's only famous because he's handsome, and he like ruins all of these movies he's in because he was in The Devil's Advocate with uh you know with Al Pacino back when he was a real actor. Uh, yeah. And he and he would make these serious movies. He's in Bram Stoker's Dracula, and it was like oh he's he's the worst part of every movie he's in. He just he's like a a dead weight. And the watching oh sorry. Go on. Well, I was just going to say, when I found out The Matrix was being made, the way I found out was a magazine making fun of it. Because it was some, it was like Film Threat or some kind of edgy movie magazine. And it was like, well, they're in Australia, wherever they shot it, uh, shooting this Keanu Reeves hacker movie because apparently they're just like desperate to lose money. Because he had made a string of flops like Chain Reaction and Johnny Mnemonic, and it basically it was it was known that this was a role that everybody had passed on, uh, and it's like oh my god, it's going to be so right. cringeworthy. The screenshots of these people in leather, they're like leather hacker people, like in that hackers <laughs> movie, and oh my god. And when that movie came out, just as soon as it did, the whole feeling toward Keanu changed completely and it's and now everyone loves him he's revered as like the best guy in hollywood and that is all it took took one really well-made movie that just fit him perfectly where he was playing a befuddled man and and somehow was mastered that role and that was it now everyone loves him that's all he's a perfect yeah yeah he had another lull actually for like after the last matrix movies he did he was kind of he didn't really do much and then it, it was like it, it like there was another keanu sans when john wick came out 
and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, we love Keanu." Yeah, I think I think the secret is he's there's a lot of actors where you like you look at and you're like, "Man, I wish you never got Twitter. I would have liked you if you didn't get Twitter." You know, or like like these people who like the moment they get interviewed, you're like, "Oh, Keanu's <laughs> like the opposite." Where it's like if you just look at his films alone, uh you you kind of you kind of need the interviews and to know who he is because it he only seems to work when they throw him into these action roles where it's just like really good action because he's right after yeah, the yeah. matrix like he biggest... mostly just became like a stuntman who can act yeah uh, like his biggest movies are all action movies like point break speed uh the matrix the john wick movies and yeah um, you have to use him he you have to use him the right well, way and then bill like, and ted <laughs> and then bill and ted <laughs> Giant and Mnemonic, thinking about how that happened in 95, and then The Matrix came out in 99, and yeah, like, who would have thought that would have been a good movie? Uh, it, it just see, it just seems like, I don't know, a perfect recipe for disaster to see Keanu Reeves in another hacker movie. Uh, but yeah, you put him like... I don't know. You you put him across from Winona Ryder, Dracula. It's it's going to be a disaster. And well, <laughs> the funniest moments in, in Dracula are the scenes when it's just Keanu and Gary Oldman. <laughs> right. Like, Devil's Advocate is the same way. Don't right. put it's Keanu don't and Al Pacino. But Al Pacino, Keanu Reeves. Al Pacino's doing a thing in the Devil's Advocate. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I I love that movie, but Keanu is so out of place in it because look, if you're going to have Al Pacino playing the devil, then that uh, apprentice lawyer role, that's got to be Nick Cage. Yeah. You've got to have those two. You know, it's got to be Nick Cage arguing with the devil. I'm sorry. That's that's not a Keanu Reeves movie, but it's fascinating how Hollywood doesn't know how to use these people. And like, there's the thing with Brad Pitt where they kept trying to figure out how to make Brad Pitt a superstar because he looks like a superstar. But he's not. He's a, he's like a character actor. But, but yeah. because he looks like Brad Pitt, it's like, well, this guy should be Batman. It's like, why, what in the hell is he doing with playing these weird roles? But it's the same thing with Keanu Reeves. Like, oh, this guy, you know, he's he's got to be like in these these romantic comedies. It, it's like he's got to right. be the romantic lead. And it's like, well, no, it, actually, um, a role where he he doesn't have to talk all that much, where he's kind <laughs> of the strong, quiet type, or he's he's been confused into into silence. That's really... It's where he shines. Yeah, and yeah. I love him. I, I gosh, the the John Wick movies are a gift to the world. I, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not criticizing him at all. It's just it's got to be strange from that end to be in Hollywood and know how fickle audiences are that they can just decide all at once. I remember Will Will Smith giving this interview where he's like, when Wild Wild West came out, he's like, suddenly everyone hated me. He's like, I hadn't been mean to anybody. He's like, I hadn't been in trouble. I hadn't. I was nice to the reporters, but all of a sudden, it's like it was cool to just crap on me. He's like, I was just always trying to make the best, most fun movie I could, and that movie came out as like, oh, I have Will Smith. He's a cancer on the world. Why did we ever like him? It's like it was just, just like all at once, the audience decided it would be more fun to hate him, and now I, right. he's mostly they're fine again. Yeah, all it took is one movie. Although he hasn't lately, man. What his last movie was Gemini Man, right? Yeah, Oof. that was uh, that was rough. Yeah, that was. Uh, the uh, other person that comes to mind is Colin Farrell. Is another one yeah. that everybody was like, "This guy has to be a leading man or like an action role," and it's like, no, he's just really funny. 
It's like, like he's yeah. just really good in comedies. Right, yeah, just make him a bizarre weirdo. That's where he really shines. Yeah. <laughs> like, carve, a, um, carve a bullseye into his head. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Send him out there. Um, uh, any, any other thoughts on Bill and Ted? It's... I mean... Well, what, oh, go ahead. Well, one is that, obviously, between Bill and Ted... You know, both these guys are in their 50s. Alex Winter looks like he's in his 50s. Keanu Reeves, depending on the scene, looks like he's like 35. It, he, right. One of them has not aged at the same rate. But the other thing was, when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, Alex Winter, it's, I, he's, he's still alive. <laughs> and so went to look him up because I knew, I remember, did he, either of you guys watch The Idiot Box in its brief run on MTV? No. Yeah. I remember okay, it, it, but I never saw it. Yeah, it was a crazy sketch comedy animated show like that came out after Bill and Ted and when Alex Winter was having his moment. Because, again, you know, at the time Bill and Ted came out, it was not obvious that one of these guys is going to go on to become a superstar and the other will fade into obscurity. And then Alex Winter got uh, like $15 million to make a comedy called Freaked um, that they just did a Red Letter Media review of because it's this, this forgotten cult classic that's now like completely out of print. But it was so bad or so it, it bombed so hard they didn't release it. Like they gave him that was a decent sized budget for a comedy in 1993 and they didn't put it in theaters like they just dumped it to VHS. That's how. And then his career was over just like that. Right. And it's a shame because Freaked is great. It's I, uh, but I can't Michael say Swaim uh, recently turned me to Freaked. Oh, uh, yeah. Swaim loves that movie. I can't yeah. say that Freaked is not a movie I can ever picture being in a movie theater. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's the point, though, is that they they gave him the money and it's like, go make your crazy, you know, off the wall comedy. You know, these are the 90s. This is going to be the extreme decade. Uh, you know, people like weird stuff. And then they, he came back with that. It's like, oh, no, not this. <laughs> right. I, oh, no, we did. We didn't want this. You can take this, this is back. not what we meant at all. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I mean, yeah, it's got incredible makeup work and, and puppet work. And it's, yeah, it's got some great gangs in it but so he and you look at his imdb there's like a period of six years after that where he did nothing he has he directed like a series of video shorts like one a year and i always ask like did he have to get a job during that time did he work and go work as like a salesman in a video store or or a furniture store or something uh (laughs) what, what did he do i'm fascinated by the way in hollywood you can just not do anything for half a decade and then right. just come back. It's like, well, yeah, but what you didn't get paid that much for, for freak. Did you, did you just keep all the money? I don't know. I <laughs> guess I, like that's my life goal is be able to just take half a decade off. If I, if I, if I feel creatively burnt out to just chill out for five years, maybe he was getting some sweet bill and Ted and lost boys residuals. Maybe oh, would, yeah. would, would he, I mean, is that how that works? <laughs> I don't do you know. just keep I think getting it... checks forever. <laughs> I think uh, you get. I think you get a small amount of money every time it plays on TV. I think. Huh. I'm not it's sure. Not a, it doesn't seem like enough. I don't no, know. No, I a mean, good I've, I've heard. I've heard actors mention that, like, yeah, I got like a check for like a couple cents. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, but you're living in LA for five years, and I don't know. See, I, this is probably. I'm just probably showing my ignorance. There's probably all sorts of editing work and stuff you could just pick up that doesn't show up on IMDb, but. Yeah, uh, I do think a lot of these, a lot of actors, um, 
are if they're good with money they might do stuff like you know like open a restaurant like not make it anything like flashy or themed or where it's just they quietly own a restaurant or invest in like something that just makes them money an apartment building or something like that i've heard of that before where a lot of these actors where you don't think about for a while it's like oh that's that's what they've been doing they've just been quietly like using that money to invest in other businesses to keep them afloat can you imagine that, again, if, if Alex Winter was your landlord? Oh, God. If it turns out there is an Alex Winter restaurant, let's go Let's go to it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Let's find it and go there. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, all, it's like Hard Rock Cafe, only every decoration is Alex Winter themed. Yes. Yeah, some, some Alex Winter project from the last 30 years. It's, anyway. Uh, uh, let's, let's get to the next trailer. Um uh, uh, which is uh, You Should Have Left. Yeah. This is a Kevin Bacon horror movie about a haunted house that isn't Stir of Echoes. No. Um, and Amanda Seyfried. Um, I think yes. we're getting her for an interview tied to this oh, movie, cool. some, I think tomorrow. Or actually today, when this airs. Uh, on you mean Collider. Collider, not, not Dave. Not. <laughs> no. Yeah, not me and Dave. You should make that very clear. She's not Jeez. calling us. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is a trailer, <clears throat> like, I was into it for the first minute, and then the second minute happens. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, we're doing, like, ring ghosts again? This We're doing yeah. this again? The the term I, I wrote down in the notes that I'm like, oh, that perfectly sums, sums it up is wet ghosts. Yeah. Just ghosts, they're always wet in these movies. They're always, like, moist and angry, and they're, they... You see the back of their heads, and they have long hair. They all, they all yeah, have waist-length long hair, yeah. Yeah. And for some reason, a wet dude is not as scary as it would be in real life. <laughs> you would be much more worried about a wet dude in your house than, you know. Uh, yeah. If there's like a wet little girl in your bathtub, you're, you're more worried about going to jail. It's not so much, oh, she's <laughs> my house is haunted. Where if there's a big wet dude in there, that yeah, that's when it's his house now. Right, and there could you be just, a whole horror movie. You just movie. quietly move out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That wonder... would be a great horror movie, just to call the wet dude, just be... and there's just this wet dude right. in your house. Can you imagine, instead of, like, the the uh, long-haired woman ghost in the ring, it's like it's just this wet, swole dude. Yeah. There's so much Not... to be... Uh, there's so much to be said about, I guess, the psychological underpinnings of the wet, either old woman, or... Because there's been... 150 of these movies by now where it's, it's either yeah. a child with with long hair draped over her face or a woman and submerged in a bathtub or something where they see her in the water and the, like i i think that imagery even came up in the the lighthouse maybe um, um but that has become a staple going back to i guess the the 90s when was the ring oh 99 yeah, maybe, maybe even a little before that because the ring was off of Japanese horror. Of course, it, it, so, are the origins? Is that a, is that a Japanese thing? Is that some Japanese like cultural or mythology or something that they borrowed that from? Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna say with absolutely no research prior that I think so. But right, because it's that it's no the ring, it's the ring and the grudge both kind of made that popular at least in 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 Western countries. Right, and in Japan. They did a Freddy versus Jason of those characters. Yeah, they did. Uh, I have not seen it, but I honestly I don't know which just, one would win. 
I don't know. I hope they just fist fight. Yeah. Like, I hope it's just really. It's just not really at all rough. supernatural. It's just like a. No. It's just like a WrestleMania match. Just duking it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This. I don't know. I'm. I'll, I. I see every horror movie, so I'll see this. But yeah. It. I like the idea of a house that like. I I like it when you know horror movies do something creative, and I liked it first when the house is screwy. And I thought it would be cool if right. the idea is, yeah. it's like, you never see anything, it's just the house is messing with them in some weird way. Yeah, I did like that, like, yeah, the scene where, like, Kevin Bacon measures the room from the inside of the house, and then measures it from the outside of the house, and discovers that it's, like, five feet bigger on the inside. Like, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then they throw a wet ghost at us. I'm, yeah, and then it's just ghost. I'm gonna say right now that the screenwriter came up with this, that that is the first scene he wrote. And that when he pitched it, that's the scene he pitched. These people move into a house. A guy's measuring it for some reason and finds out that the inside is five feet bigger than the outside. Like, that's such mm-hmm. a weird hook. Uh, but then you watch this trailer, and the trailer is like three minutes long. It's and it, really walks, it walks through every reveal where it's like, you know, that cuts to a woman saying, you're in purgatory. You're being judged by for the things you did in this house. It's like every twist is just rolled out in the trailer. It's like, well, okay. Right. I, yeah. I would have just yeah, they... a, a trailer that was just him measuring his house and realizing the inside is bigger than the outside and showed me nothing else. I'd probably watch that movie because I was like, man, it's weird as hell. I, I want to see <laughs> yeah. what I want to see what's causing that. Right. Yeah. It's like they sh- they have this the bit where it's like he's like somebody's written in my journal, and then we see him at the end of the trailer. We see him from like the future walk into a room where his past self is sitting at the desk. I'm like, Oh, well, you just showed us that he's writing in his own journal. So there goes that like, yes. Like, right. They, they, they just, they show you everything. They're like, Oh, they, they even are like, um, like he probably killed his wife and that's why he's being judged in this house. Yeah. And that's, I guess his wife's ghost. I'm assuming, assume. I'm assuming I worry that we're spoiling the movie for people now, but we're just describing the trailer. <laughs> just the trailer. Like, unless, yeah. unless everything that, that we've just discussed is in like the first 20 minutes and then there are like 36 more twists after that. It's there like, are those films. Like a, that a dinosaur like... comes and crushes the house. It's like, wait, <laughs> we've traveled back to dinosaur times. Yeah, there there are those films where... The rare films where when they give it to the ad agency, they're like, we have no idea how to how to how to actually make a trailer for this. So we'll just do the most like stereotypical, like cliche version of the story that we can cram into the trailer. And then it ends up being something completely crazy. So maybe that's what this is. Doesn't seem like it, though. I will say if I love his and. In the trailer, for the people who have not watched it, and they probably have not, the scene where he's measuring the house and he goes and he's got like his little daughter with him and he measures and he goes outside and measures. He's like 21 feet inside or 21 feet outside, 26 feet inside. And the little girl's like, what does that mean? He's like, the house is bigger on the inside than the out. She said, like, how is that possible? He's like, it shouldn't be possible. Okay. In real life. <laughs> if either of you, if, if you're a landlord or somebody called and said, hey, I need you real quick while you're on the phone. I need you to measure the, the exterior and interior and exterior. I've got a guy's come in. He's going to put it down carpenter or something. If you went and you measured it, interior comes at 26 feet, exterior is 21 feet. How many times 
would you have to remeasure before you would out loud say to somebody, the inside is much larger than the outside? I think I would spend a couple days on it. Yeah. And also, <laughs> when I come to terms with that fact, it wouldn't be like, oh, it shouldn't be pot. Like, it wouldn't be that gentle. <laughs> I, yeah, would get, I, I call somebody. I would get so incredibly angry with myself that I was messing up the measurement every time. <laughs> I would beat myself up so much that I just would be, I wouldn't be able to talk to anyone. Because like this right. simple task of me measuring my house, my, I'm somehow coming up like seven feet off. I think eventually I would just lie and say, well, the inside shows it's 26, so the outside's going to be like 28 or something like that. Like I would just throw right. it on there because I, I would never admit that, that that was the case. But in because it's a horror movie and audiences know they're watching a horror movie, so they're not going to be super patient with the character just forever refusing to acknowledge what's going on. So there's always that awkward moment in the horror movie where the characters have to accept that my Dodge Charger is possessed by Hitler. Like they've got to have that conversation and acknowledge this is what's going on. Uh, he's just super casual about it. I, right. <laughs> that's, I don't know. I, right. That's fine. <laughs> I feel like there. yeah, you could, <clears throat> the movie could spend like an hour of him measuring and then like a half hour of him like going to the doctor because that would be my next thing is if I couldn't figure it out I'd be like is there something wrong with my brain right now right like I'm having some kind of weird stroke like it would take me yeah. a very 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 long time to be like well my house is a demon <laughs> like, it's not off the list completely but no, it's low on but list. Or, I, would ex I would exhaust every other possibility much yeah. less interesting, just your tape measure is possessed. Right. <laughs> it it right. just gives you the wrong numbers all the time, and that's that's all it does. That's the limit of the haunting. Yeah, that's the only thing it knows to do. Well, it can pinch your finger, too, <laughs> right. if you get the right angle. Yeah. That's about it. You zip it back and in, just... and it pinches your finger, and you hear like a ghost laughing. Right, and then you just put in a drawer, and you're like, yeah, just no one use that. Yeah, yeah it's haunted. It's the haunted that's one, the haunted but use one. the other one. Yeah. I wrote an H on it for haunted. <laughs> Don't use the haunted one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Next, next trailer uh, is for Mad Heidi. This is not a big one. I don't think. I don't think many people have watched this trailer. No, no. Uh, it's it's like it's it's um, uh it's got that like kung fury feel yeah i was just about to say that it's an it's like a super over the top they call it the first swiss exploitation film about uh basically the saint paulie's girl <laughs> um fighting a bunch of swedish nazis sure um, well is it is the movie out the trailer this youtube embeds from 2018 did this was part of like a, their crowdfunding thing is it did the movie get made yeah I think it. I think it hit up some festivals, um, and I. I think it just like I've seen this happen with indie films where like um, they'll sort of. Uh, I'm looking it up now, making sure I didn't accidentally put in a trailer that's old. Um, no, it has a projected release date of 2020. Yeah, um, I've seen this before. Where yeah, indie films they have to like take a really long time to roll out. So the trailer will be around for a while, and then it'll do maybe festivals. Um, but it's it's officially coming out this year now. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they've been trying to work on it for a while. It's Yeah, it's a crowdfunded one. I was considering this for our more hype section. 
But um, I'm not. I don't know. I, I don't. This is a fine. The, the tone that this movie is trying to uh, to to strike is a very fine line. Um, the, that's why. Yeah, that's why I didn't put it on more hype because it's like I don't know. Yeah, because you could. I don't know. You could go. It could go in the direction of like Dead Snow. Which I think is, I like that movie. I think that one works. Or it could go in the direction of like Kung Fury, which I don't think works. Well, this is produced by the Iron Sky people. Yeah, and I'm also I'm sick of ironic Nazis, particularly right now. Yeah. Um, I just I I did uh, I kind of hated this trailer. <laughs> sure. It's Not like, into it. it, it yeah, but any any project like this I where there it. it's a group of people like crowdfunding it and trying to get it together with like no. Uh, support from anyone i automatically kind of root for it this sure, is clear right. this is not my thing at all this tone is not my thing but it's super hard to make a movie and i i do not doubt that when they wrote the script and started storyboarding all the stuff out and started the process it was long before trump probably it, it took it's you know like we've said this was two years ago for this trailer and they had already had stuff to shoot for the trailer obviously so this was pretty far in the production so uh, I I hope they make their money back. I hope they're able to make more stuff. We've got another one uh, down the list in the hype section that's uh, that I think it's kind of the same thing. It, you know, it doesn't look like my cup of tea, but uh, I am thrilled that movies can get made this way and look like oh, movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's that's great because this is an absurd amount of labor. If you if anyone could see what goes into making a movie you would automatically be nicer to everyone who's ever made one. <laughs> right. Even the shitty one. Like, they're, they're so hard to make. They take so yeah. much work. They take so much planning, which is why I get amazed when a, like, a really big budget movie... Like That's why I got amazed at like how Rise of Skywalker has these big weird holes in it, where it's like, man, this is a lot of work. You guys had to sit and think about this for a while, and you had so much money. Uh, how did you not make this work? It's 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 even more impressive to me. And I, when I, especially that movie where you can see that they cobbled together a different plot in the editing booth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just picture the pure panic meltdown of multiple people when they realized they did not shoot the stuff that they needed. And so <laughs> you can see where they had like dubbed in redub scenes like the characters being shot from behind or they put in a shot that's clearly from a different part of the movie to try to cobble together a sequence and the stress of doing that knowing that this may be like the last star wars movie and the reaction from the fans if you get this wrong that's got to be that's got to be rough right <laughs> and i remember there's an interview with uh shia the buff which may be that one where they eat the chicken wings while they're talking Mm -hmm. people have not yeah, seen that ones. yeah people have not seen that think i'm nuts first thing uh but he was talking about because they asked him about like working with michael bay michael bay obviously infamous infamously crazy and and kind of like a symbol of everything that's wrong with with hollywood right and, he's a uh, notorious tyrant yeah um, and child buffett you know was in multiple transformers movies and then just got written out of the series even though he was they, allegedly they sort of the, just kind of say he's dead in that weird king arthur yeah one. Uh, because it's, you know, and, and almost like Michael Bay making the point that you're not the star, the, the, the CGI is a star, but Shia was saying, he's like, it's, 
it's incredible being on those sets. He goes, because you got to understand a production like that. It is an all-star team of the best sound people, lighting people, the best carpenters, the best set dressers, the best costumers. Like these are Oscar winners. These are, you know, the be- the people doing the soundtrack, all of that behind the scenes stuff. They are the best of the best. And he's like, it's just so cool because 99% of the production is those people. It's the people destroying that street to get the debris laying around for the aftermath of the fight scene and the people that, you know, that do that stuff just right and make it so, you know, because his effects work is fantastic and his camera work is fantastic. And that's not just Michael Bay. That's Michael Bay. He is very careful about who he works with. It is sad that the end result is, I mean, God, that King Arthur Transformers movie is one of the worst things (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it's amazingly it waste, bad. The, the sheer waste of talent is almost mind-boggling. That like Anthony Hopkins could be doing anything, uh, but it's yeah for those reasons you say it's not for us. It's for Anthony Hopkins to get paid to basically right. be on the equivalent of Disney. Yeah, you can see where he's you like, yeah, that. I get to see all this amazing like explosions and technical feats behind the scenes. It must be a blast to work on. The result is just, doesn't he have a robot butler in there? Yeah, sure a C-3PO <laughs> style comic relief. A And a Michael Bay comic relief character, there's really nothing else in Hollywood quite quite like that. I realize we're getting <laughs> very far off track here. I, I just... <laughs> oh, it's hypecast. That's what we do. The, the, point, the, the point I was trying to make is that these big polished productions, like you don't think about all of these people putting in these very long days who did their jobs perfectly, like the sound mixing in a Michael Bay movie, you know, like you don't sit there and realize, Oh, this is done beautifully because it's done in the service of a slapstick comedy scene with a tiny robot, like humping John Turturro's leg. Um, But on the other hand, the paycheck that John Turturro got for doing that, he then could turn around and make some indie movie that, you know, you'd like, well, you should be in stuff like this all the time. I was like, well, yeah. the reason he can pay the rent is because he occasionally will be in a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> yeah, you could see that. You could see that little twinkle in Anthony Hopkins' eye, where he's just like, "I'm getting five million dollars." Yes, and then he can just tweet videos of him with his cat yeah, for the like rest once of his every life. Every four months, he tweets yeah. a video of his cat. I was on set for three days. <laughs> <laughs> No, John Totoro wept uh, during the filming of the second one, and it was because they let him stand on the pyramids to film. And he was like, "There's when do you ever get to do this?" Yeah, uh, and it's like, yeah, th- like yeah, no, I t- I would take like, that job too. <laughs> yeah, if someone was like, "Look, you uh, here's the pro: you get to stand on a pyramid." Here's the con: it's for a scene where a giant robot's testicles are hanging over your head. Will you do it? It's like, of course I will. Oh, yeah. It's uh, please. Yeah. No one listening to this. If anyone on this podcast were for some reason got a call and like, hey, Michael Bay, he's a huge fan for somehow from, from the crack days. He wants <laughs> you to do like it, it'd be uh, $300,000 and it's a weekend and it's a scene where uh, a robot ejaculates in your face. It's like a comic <laughs> relief thing. He thinks that'd be a funny bit. And it's 300 grand. It's, it's one weekend to work. If you're the, if any of you think we would turn that down. Uh, oh, I, yeah, no. I hundred <laughs> percent. I'd be, do it. I would do it. Yeah, and you're, you're, I, I might do that for nothing. 
uh, <laughs> to be in a Michael Bay film, right. yeah. where a robot ejaculates in my face. I I, mean, yeah, I might do it for just for you know a, a couple of days stay in Maui <laughs> or wherever they film it. I'm like, yeah, sure, if I can snap my neck with that robot cum, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Just... Yeah. <laughs> the other people in the scene, it's like Anthony Hopkins and Al, Al Pacino and. <laughs> it's like it's like there's like 12 oscars on the screen with you at the yeah. at the same time and then you're the guy that the robot ejaculates on it's like yeah i'll do it yeah in a way that's like kind of art in its own thing like that's that's it's incredible it's like a weird performance art like I, I, <laughs> yeah why not sure yeah, who gives a shit yeah. um so anyway that's Matt Heidi. That's, uh, yeah, that's Matt Heidi. Uh, let's let's get to the the five bloods. Yeah, uh, this is Spike Lee's movie. Which honestly, we should have been covering this trailer like a month ago. Uh, it popped up on me personally. I was I I'm a big fan of Spike Lee films, and it was one of these things where it's like, oh shit, he's making a movie and it's coming out Friday. Yeah. Oh. So uh, it, it's a it's it's a gift. So this is coming out like today. Yeah, when it'll be it'll be on to Netflix this. today as you're as you're listening to yeah. this. The streaming era uh, is so weird because we're sitting here talking about the trailer, and the people listening to this can just open up another tab in their browser and watch the full movie. Yep, right <laughs> for free because it's on their Netflix. It's yeah. such a weird because right. normally trailers, it's like, well, this is going to get me out of the house. You know, is this worth like getting a babysitter and all going to the theater? And it's like, oh, is this worth me clicking once? And, and opening yeah. another browser window to just watch the movie instead of listening to these people, or yeah, or at like like the at the absolute maximum, walking into another room in your house or <laughs> yeah. apartment right. to watch the movie. Um, this was supposed to come to theaters, wasn't it? And then yes, yeah, it, it this got this got dumped to streaming due to uh, the pandemic. Yeah, um, this looks good. Yeah, I mean, oh, this should have been. To be clear, this should have been like an. This will be like an Oscar movie, or it was, with this cast and with the subject matter. This clearly is intended to be award, an award type thing. This is like this is not, you know. I worry people are going to see this on their Netflix menu next to that, that that Happy Madison movie that just came out, the David Spade comedy. It's like, oh, it's more. More Netflix chunks. Like, no, this was supposed to come out in theaters. You'll be hearing about it at Oscar time. This is uh, like a big, big, serious movie. Remember when there was a debate of whether or not Netflix could have Oscar contending films? Uh, that was like a thing. Yeah. And then the pandemic happened and the debate was finished very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's just like, no, yeah, no question. Well, they, they... I think Roma is what did it. Just, just to out. catch people up, do they still have that rule where they it has to, to play on some screens before it is, it's eligible? They are the they uh, Academy that? Awards and the Golden Globes are temporarily suspending that rule. Okay, it's not it's not permanent as of yet, but I suspect after we have an award season where ninety percent of the movies were str- were released on streaming and never in theaters, that they might be like, all right, you know, like what are we hanging on to here? Yeah. <clears throat> um. I'm not, I'm not, well, I shouldn't say I don't know what this film's about because it appears it's to be pretty clear. Um, yeah, it's a, yeah, a platoon a of black guys soldiers who... in Vietnam and them as adults. Well, they, like, they bury, older. yeah, they bury some gold while they're in the war and right. then they return decades later to try to recover it. Um, it's, it's Spike Lee's second war film. Uh, did, 
Anybody see Miracle? What is it Miracle at St. Anna? Yeah, I have not seen it, but that yeah, that is the title. I really enjoyed that film. Like, he can shoot war. It, that's one of the things that fascinates me about Spike Lee is that his movies are always kind of weird. They're, they're not like Tarantino, but they have that Tarantino feeling where they're like, you can feel that Spike Lee is there in the movie with you. Yeah, he uh, does. Sometimes literally. Yeah, um, he does. He has, he has, like, I, I he see. Makes I see, weird he, creative choices. Right. He has, he has very post unique flares to his directing style. So I wouldn't exactly compare but, him to Tarantino, like you're saying. Well, but. Yeah, but you know what I mean, right, where it's yeah, like yeah. you're watching it's, a Spike Lee film. It's identifiably But then every him. now and then, like, Inside Man is just a straight-up, like, thriller. That To me, that's his, um, that's his oddest film of, of yeah, his... Yeah, Miracle at St. Anna is the same, where it's, like, kind of just a war film. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, Spike Lee every now and then being like, yeah, I can just make a movie, too. And it'll be it'll be great. Because <laughs> I, I think Inside Man is fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah. And this but one... It, Go ahead. Oh, no, you. Now you. <laughs> this one, the subject matter is really interesting because they're going back to modern day Vietnam. It takes, and, you know, so there's like a 50 year gap where they're flashing back to when they were fighting the war. And then it keeps coming back to them as, you know, men and their, however old they would be now in their 60s or whatever. 70s, probably. Yeah. 60s. 70s. Yeah. Um, and in modern day Vietnam is, you know, because obviously we lost the war that you know that's north vietnam fell to the communists but vietnam is a country like today there's a booming tourism industry there for american veterans going back and visiting their old uh like battlegrounds so and they mention or they they briefly you see in this trailer where they go to this apocalypse now dance club that is decorated with like Vietnam era stuff. And it's kind of the, it's like an unlicensed apocalypse. Now they just borrowed the the logo from the movie. That's a real place. Uh, and, and they, people go back there and you can buy souvenirs and stuff from, you know, from, uh, the, the war and, and you get tour guides from old guys who fought on the other side. It's very strange. It, it makes me think about, how there's just a lot of people who like the age of nostalgia for them they were they were like part of it was they were fighting a war so i can see the idea of going back uh to these places like because uh, i do that you know when i visit a hometown i go back to like bars or places where i'm like oh yeah i used to i used to be here so they must have some just so many strong memories there that they want to go back to yeah, and especially when, you know, a, a piece of land that was like a, a, a fortress, you know, you were a post you were stationed at for six months, uh, and it was, you know, part of this valley that you fought over, and it was just this blasted hellscape, and now there's like a Chick-fil-A there. <laughs> and, right. And, you know, it's just got to be, it's got to be eerie, Uh if you've ever visited Gettysburg, it's the same way where like there's buildings that's like a subway and then it has like marks from cannon fire in the top of it uh, because it's just like, yeah, we can't replace the building. It's a historical landmark, but it still has to be but a business. we can put a subway in it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else are we going to do? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very surreal. Also, the thing that 
a little confusing if you see this trailer, which is when they flash back to the 60s or whenever they, the Vietnam era. The actors, it's the same actors. They didn't cast younger actors. They did? And they I didn't, didn't, I didn't they, notice that. Yeah, they. if you go, there's articles about it. And they, in fact, I pasted one into our notes here. They did not de-age the actors. The same, so it kind of would appear from the trailer to be a time travel movie if you don't know what it's about. <laughs> oh, man. Um, because they asked Mike Lee, like, why didn't he de-age them? And he said, because unlike the Irishman, they did not give me $100 million to de-age the <laughs> actors, so you're just going to have to suspend your own disbelief. Uh, but did not want to cast like younger actors. So it's the same guys in the age they are uh, also playing themselves at 19 so it's but uh choice apparently it's fine it's i mean there's there's reviews out for it it's it's apparently a fantastic movie it's for me that's kind of thing i might find distracting but i found a lot of the irishman uh distracting too so that was was almost more distracting in the irishman (laughs) i am in the minority opinion on the irishman i i appreciate that other people think it's a good movie i don't they spent an astonishing amount of money on that movie i enjoyed the film but i mean our review of it we talked about it is that watching a uh, a supposedly like 30 year old robert de niro move like a 70 year old man is very obvious yeah um i don't know with this film like i don't know how this works maybe this is very ignorant of me but can they like if the movie does really well then like can they just spend some more money and make them old (laughs) probably (laughs) It's Netflix, man. You could just replace the film. Yeah. And just be like, all right, there. here's a better version. We did it. <laughs> they so released the, the DLC. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah, exactly. Movies need DLC now. Oh, man. Screw it. It's, a, it's, nice, it's nice to see Delroy Lindo in movies again. Mm. He hasn't been in anything in a minute. Now, who Has would, where, what would I have seen him in? Um, Congo. <laughs> he's he's the he's the guy that shouts at Tim Curry Congo. to stop eating his sesame cake. Um, <sighs> Broken Arrow, uh, Gone in sixty seconds. I think he's in. Um, he was in a lot of movies in like the night. Oh, Get Shorty. Okay. He was in the core. Okay, yeah. I, I just yeah, just those names, those titles have told me who this is. So I actually <laughs> know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, uh, the one. He is in the one. That's true. Remember the one? Yeah. Uh, uh, All right. So I think that's it for trailers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We can probably get into our our news story section. But first, we have more producers. Oh, yeah. Let's get through them. Uh, Start with uh, Bootler Bootleson. Bootleson. Never going to get that right the first time. Thank you, Bootler. Grumblebee. Thank you to Grumblebee. Um. Thank you to uh, Tux. Nice and simple. Feels good to say. Yeah. Tux. Just get it out there. Mm -hmm. Also, Welsowski. Thank you, Welsowski. And uh, nod to what's coming out this weekend. Thank you to Shepard Mulch Diggums. Mm-hmm. Uh, of Artemis Fowl thing. Of Artemis Fowl, which <laughs> um, we might watch. According yeah, might, to Rotten Tomatoes, one of the worst movies ever made, apparently. <laughs> yes, it that, is getting hideous reviews. That getting dumped to streaming probably saved some people's careers, because if it's just on Disney+, Plus, it's not at all clear 
what they lost or gained, right? Because it's just thrown yeah. on the pile of like, you know, they're only only looking at subscribers. So yeah, somebody's somebody's ass was saved by the pandemic. <laughs> and when they saw the final cut of this thing, they had to have thought, man, I hope some sort of worldwide collapse <laughs> forces us to just dump this in. It won't hope, be my fault because... I hope a biblical plague covers this up for me. I mean, that movie cost $125 million uh, and has Judy Dench in it. Yeah, uh, a confused Judy Dench from yeah. from reading, and I know you're still reading the producers here, but just looking at the reviews from it, it also appears to be one of those things where they, by the time they got out of the editing booth, they had like 78 minutes of movie that, <laughs> and, <laughs> and like they, there's like entire sections of story missing and entire <laughs> plot threads that just don't make any sense because they there's like eight books, but they only agreed to make one movie, <laughs> and they just threw in various scenes that don't connect to anything. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where it seems like by the end, by the end, there's like, oh my God. Well, it was, you know, <laughs> it was originally supposed to come out a year ago and they bumped it back. Oh, you know, those scenes where like, um, a character is in surgery and then the doctor comes out and everybody looks and he shakes his head. Like it's that, <laughs> but an editing booth. Like every time this happens, there's just a group of producers and some just haggard ed- editor comes out and it's just like, I couldn't save it. Sorry. <laughs> I did everything I could. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to put it on Netflix. If I cut any more, it will not legally qualify as a feature <laughs> film. <laughs> so I know I've got stuff in there that doesn't work, but I'm telling you, if, if I only left in the stuff that would work, it would be trailer length. Yeah. They could anyway, always pull a, a master of disguise and just put like 10 minutes of deleted scenes oh. and outtakes over the credits. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, we got uh, Norm from Cheers, Davey Francis, Chancy Pants, Davey Chancy, Bass McNulty, Captain Fat Strong, and Hiram. Thank you to those guys. Jason, you want to grab the last couple? Oh, great! It's that guy. That's my favorite <laughs> genre of username. It's like <laughs> a, uh, Left Bob Grenville, uh, Nolan Matten, Matten, I Matten, believe. Probably. I think he corrected us. Okay. Did he correct he us? Did, yeah. Oh, I haven't listened to I haven't listened to that. All right. <laughs> uh, Joshua Graves. That's a pretty cool name. If it's if that, that's if you got a cool name like that, you probably just need. You can probably just use your real name. Yeah. We had a writer yeah. at Cracked whose real name was David Knight, and it's like he was he was always trying to come up with like a, a better pseudonym. It's like you have the coolest name. Yeah. Why do you need a fake one? Like, like, it's like an actor. Yeah, name. like David Knight is the stage name you would come up with if your real name was like Berkowitz or something, and you you thought, well, I'm not going to get famous with that. So yeah, uh, and then normal man Andrew McGuire. Oh, yeah, man, thanks our to... most suspicious patron. Yep, that doesn't um, raise any eyebrows. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so for stories, we we mainly were just going to go over. Jason, this was your idea, and I really like it, is just talk about everything that, like, that was supposed to come out this summer, mm-hmm. and when it's now coming out. Yeah. And it is it is madness. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, because I, uh, I didn't realize, because I saw that they were making a joke on uh, another, somebody's YouTube channel. They were talking about that Wonder Woman got delayed. It was supposed to, as I mentioned, come out June 5th, you know, a week ago. And they pushed it back to August, 
But I guess all of the like the tie-in products, like the Wonder Woman branded Doritos and stuff. Oh yeah, those are still on the shelves. They had well, that stuff has to be planned months in advance, right? You got to yeah. print that stuff up. You got to re- reserve shelf space. Like this is all carefully orchestrated. And again, there's some poor coordinator, product coordinator behind the scenes who has had four heart attacks by now. <laughs> trying to like, <laughs> can we hold those? It's like, well, no, the Doritos do not last that long. They're going to get stale. You have to put those on the shelf. It's like, yeah, but the movie's not out anyway. So that got bumped back to August 14th. I guess I ignorantly thought that all of the big summer movies were just kind of in like that holding pattern where it's like, well, once the theater chains reopen, in July, you know, we're a little very state by state, but since we've just declared we're not going to worry about the pandemic anymore. Right, we just decided it was right. over. <laughs> they will dump them into late summer, but that, of course, is crazy. There's not enough screens, and there's not enough. You've got to have time to ramp up the marketing. So when I went through and I found an article on Vulture, where they just have a list where everything was moved, a bunch of the big movies just got bumped next year. Like they just, yeah. took, they took kind of the core of this summer's movies and just the, that's now just summer 2021. And yeah. we can kind of run through the list if you want, or I can run through these or if one of you wants to, or. No, you can... Yeah. I mean, some of the ones that stuck out to me, like. Um... Oh, I remember the first big one was Fast and Furious 9. Yeah. Because they, they were, like, uh, I think right before that Bond had announced that it was going to. No time to die was like well we're gonna it was supposed to come out in April and they're like we're we're, we're pushing it to December I think, um and then Fast and Furious which is supposed to come out in May was just like we're coming out in April of 2021 it's like jeez <laughs> yeah um but see I and I don't know if it, it, the listeners realize these movies have to kind of work around each other because if they're being released by the same studio because there's only like three studios left now, right? Because if you're Disney, Mm -hmm. anything that's Fox is also Disney. So you can't step on your own. If you've got an action movie coming out, you've got to give yourself a few weeks of runway or else you're just competing against yourself, right? Yeah. Because again, screens are unlimited. There's only so many theaters. There's only so many screens and you're fighting with other. And so if you find out that somebody is releasing James Bond on the same weekend you were going to release Fast and Furious, you will, you'll shuffle around because you want, you know, you want some breathing room. So I think that's what happened here where they started looking at the calendar, I, I would assume, and just said, no. Because, you know, for instance, some of these will go down the list, but some of these just got moved to holiday season because that's the other big movie season. So some of these got pushed like November, something like that. And they probably just were like, no, no, there's no slots. So, no, we're just going to screw it. Uh, but that and then that uh, the other is the rock not in Fast and Furious 9? No, no, he's not. OK, so what? the rock, the Jungle Cruise movie, the their big budget, another where they decided that because Pirates of the Caribbean made a bunch of money that they can just turn any ride into yeah. a franchise. We're not learning the lesson of the haunted mansion. <laughs> right. No. Um, but that got bumped back. I don't know what they spent on that, but it's probably a lot, but that was supposed to be July. Now it's July, 2021. Yeah. They, 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 they basically gave jungle cruises release date to Mulan because Mulan was supposed to come out in March. And they're like, well, um, and then I think hmm. jungle cruise moving pushed a Marvel movie back. Like they, they, they reshuffled their entire schedule. It's 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 wild because it feels like we're just like skipping a year. Yeah. 
like this is going to be a year that everybody we've just decided to do over again i think i proposed just naming next year 2020 <laughs> yeah we just pretend this one doesn't and just happen like yeah because we really screwed up this year uh we should take a mulligan on this but uh, whatever it's it's that one the one that really hit me out of this list is uh, freaking Candyman. because out of all these movies that's the one that i'm really excited for and in my head i had this weird thought of like well i i don't know it it, it feels like i i keep hoping that a lot of these will change because they will they they're on they're just actually waiting until we know when it's time to reopen everything because it's so it's so on the fence and then there's the fact that like i know in texas they were like movie theaters you can reopen now and the movie theaters were like why yeah there's nothing like, else <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's like it, that's what's crazy about it is that like like mcdonald's and chain restaurants and retail stores they can roll out slowly bec- and that's how they make their money with movie theaters it's like well no either we all open at once uh or we stay closed because there's no point in being open otherwise yeah it's uh, yeah but just to maybe bounce through a few of these like the, yeah. the ghost the ghostbusters i guess sequel reboot the one the paul rudd that has been that was supposed to be july that's been bumped to next year in march which is not nearly as good of a slot as july i march 5th is not normally where they put the mega hits right um but i'm guessing you run out of the good slots it's a like a game of musical chairs uh the venom sequel was actually supposed to be this october that got bumped to next june uh the minions <laughs> prequel this is not so this is <laughs> what's the name of the main series that this was spun off of uh, despicable me so how many total movies in the despicable me extended universe now exist i could is this not the tell second you. minions movie is this a I, sequel to the minions i think this is the second minions movie but i'm not there, positive there, man there could be two of these there could be 20 of these okay i i, I don't know people our listeners who have parents know exactly how many of these there are i i, I realize right. you can you can tell that i do not have kids uh, but mm. the minions that was supposed to be july when the entire world would be taken over by minions merchandise Instead, it will be July of next year. You have gotten a year reprieve (laughs) from seeing those freaking yellow things on every product, uh, every ad, every every hateful Facebook meme. I was about to say every fucking racist Facebook meme from your aunt. (laughs) They have all new, all new images, all new extremely blurry JPEGs of minions (laughs) to to grab and put some put some quote on there about uh well i don't care if you're black white or yellow uh i don't see why we need affirmative action says dominion <laughs> it's just like this like frowning minion <laughs> with its arms crossed and again if there's any listeners out there who whose facebook wall is not full of hateful minion memes you're just you your families are from a different part of the country than ours were were from. <laughs> um, I also envy you, uh, Morbius. This is a MCU movie, right? I am utterly unfamiliar with that. It's character. a it's Sony's uh, Spider Man universe movie. Oh, 
Okay. I am so That's... confused about how those rights work and who holds what now. Sony is uh, clinging to the rights of Spider-Man, obviously, because they keep making money off of it. This is like Sinister Six? Is that the idea? I hope so. Is Morbius one of them? But yeah, I, I imagine they'll probably end up doing a, a big Sinister Six Avengers-style movie with like Venom and and Morbius and maybe Michael Keaton, because he pops up in the Morbius trailer. Right. <clears throat> Um, it's weird that Draculas are now in the MCU after this. Dracula himself is in the MCU. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, in the make, comics, anyway. They were talking about Blade. They're going to do Blade. So oh, yeah. I think the MCU is going to get real spooky real soon. Yep. It's going to get it's real weird. Full of Draculas. Yeah. Um, either way, the people who were looking forward to that, that was supposed to come in July. That's been bounced to next year, next March. Again, that's another March date. You could almost see the ones they don't have quite as much confidence in because yeah. they're not they're they're not giving them the prime spots because again July 31st is still right in the heart of the summer blockbuster season March 19th is not kids are still in school right assuming civilization has not collapsed by March of 2021 mm-hmm. um the Chris Rock saw movie Spiral this Which one is, fascinates me. I'm very interested to see this. Oh, film. yeah. Yeah, I'll watch yeah. the hell out of this. The first Saw movie, the perfect example of a clever, compact, low-budget horror that did not need a sequel. It's like a perfect little yeah. thing. It's got a little framing device. It's clever. It's, you know, again, it, it's you know contained. It's what a small-budget horror movie should be. It's inventive. It's gruesome. And then they've made 37 more of them. Uh, each one retcons the events of the first one to where now I don't know what's happening when I watched the first one. There's been so many twists and turns and betrayals. And it's like, so was everyone in that room working for Jigsaw the whole time? I, I've i totally lost track. Yeah. I think Carrie Elways is now. Like he builds. Is he? Uh, yeah, he, yeah. I think the reveal in the last one is that he's been building Jigsaw's traps for him. The whole time. That is exhausting. Yes, yeah. they, keep, they keep retconning it. It's not just a twist. It's a twist that, oh, actually, he was behind the event of Saw too because Jigsaw died of cancer a long time ago. But uh, it's, you know, they, they'll like add new footage uh, that shows him in scenes that he clearly was not. Right, he could not possibly have been present He was just out of frame when this happened, and it's a (laughs) trick that I'm sure was fascinating the first time they did it, but by, I don't know how many Saw movies there are. There are at least as many as there are Minions movies. It's the Minions of horror movies. So, but anyway, it's, we'll have another year. It's supposed to be in, supposed to have come out already in May. It's been bumped to May next year. Uh, That Sopranos movie, maybe there's somebody excited for this out there. (laughs) Um, that was a TV show that was all about James Gandolfini and his performance and his, the nuance he added to this character. And, uh, this is a prequel that to my brain just hits as mafia, mafia stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Right. But that was supposed to come out in September. That's been moved to March next year. Again, March 12th. Uh, maybe not anticipating that being a, a monster hit. Well, I'm sort of amazed one, it's a theatrical release like that. Well, I was about to say, if only there's a format um, yeah. that they could release it yeah, on. Put sharp that shit on HBO on Max, you, 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 you yeah. clowns. 
Man, that's a great. It's very strange. That did not occur to me until just now. Why wouldn't they just dump that to HBO Max? <laughs> I have no the idea. The Deadwood movie. They did that with the Deadwood yeah. movie before the pandemic, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because it just made sense to do it. Nobody's going to need to see this on the big screen. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Uh, it's not a Godzilla movie. You don't need to enjoy it on on a forty foot IMAX. I don't know. I mean, we're, it's not like we're used to seeing the Sopranos universe that way. It's, it's right. like right. no, it's this one. It takes place in space. Um, <laughs> and then there's some of these that don't have dates. The Purge movie, the Forever Purge. And please, God, tell me the premise is not, it's the purge, only instead of one day a year, it's all the time. That's what I'm gathering I'm, from the title. Yeah. <laughs> because I can, that's literally I, nothing. That's You've taken the premise, the clever premise of the purge, a paper-thin premise that should not have even supported a 20-minute Twilight Zone episode, and are now on their I don't know, fifth this movie. Is the fourth? Or the, where there's some guy the in, the, in the writer's room is like, what if it was The Purge, but every day? <laughs> yeah, so you mean a post a, a dystopia, a, a post-apocalypse movie that uh, that's a, that's an entire genre. It's like, yeah. like uh, no, but like there's no law, man. Like imagine a movie universe where there's not like, like laws ever. On a... Um previous hypecast katie golden accidentally pitched the idea of doing an animal purge where we just for one day we just let all the zoo animals out <laughs> and frankly that's a better premise for a purge sequel i'm into at that this yeah. point uh instead of forever purge my my now that you mention it my ideal purge premise is it's the purge only you get like 20 minutes all <laughs> crime is legal for 20 minutes <laughs> that's it because the 24 hours thing never made sense because that's enough time to like embezzle all of the money from your employer. You would just completely crush the economy because it's not just violent right. crime that's legal. And in fact, the violent c crime being legal is the least, the one that people would least want to do. The one that right. everyone's going to want to do is immediately just like scam the government out of a bunch of money and, you know, and something. It's like, hey, the exact day we closed the deal, that was on purge day. Sorry. Right. Yeah. right and like you just paid me four billion dollars to build a bridge in a place that has no water and that that would take you like seconds so it's like one minute into the purge yeah. you're like man i got 23 hours to kill yeah credit card fraud anything so yeah it's 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 much funnier if it's you get 20 minutes to and then the movie and movie form it's about all the prep work that goes into it knowing that you've got like we got 20 minutes to carry out this heist and then it's not going to be legal anymore. Anyway. Oh, that would be wonderful. Th that was moved from July 10th to, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that checks out considering to what the, the world is like right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Where they're like, oh, we're not sure when people are going to want to see watch this, this movie. movie. It's like that, that Netflix movie, The Last Days of American Crime, which also I currently not. has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> What is it about? It's about the government has developed a frequency uh, uh, that will basically brainwash everyone into being unable to commit crimes. And so it's like a gang. <laughs> it's a gang of, of, uh, of heisters trying to pull off one last score before the government broadcasts the signal. <laughs> oh, I'm watching that. tonight. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the, the other part of that, Dave, is that it's two and a half hours long. Oh, God. <laughs> Why? Who? Why would they do that? 
That's incredible. Oh yeah. And we should have yeah, okay. We should have watched that before the episode cuz I didn't I yeah. didn't know that was a thing, but it sounds Oh yeah. That sounds amazing. And I I'm going to look it up cuz we're going to talk a little bit later about the struggles of getting like an indie movie made. I know I'm going to google that and they're it's going to turn out they got like 65 million dollars to make that movie. Yeah. And the guys it's going to be somebody who's never directed anything before, but certain people can just it's uh, I, I actually looked it up because I was curious. It's the guy who directed Taken 2 and 3. Mm. <laughs> the esteemed director of the Taken sequels. Yeah. Right. Some of the worst directed movies. Uh, <laughs> right. That, that, that famous, yeah. uh, the sequence of him climbing a fence. Yeah. If, <laughs> yeah. If people don't know what we're talking about. It's on YouTube where they, what did they do? Like, like 30 edits, 30 it's, cuts. It's, to yeah, get, it's because an astonishing Neeson, number of cuts, yeah. Yeah, I guess he's barely ambulatory, but they have to <laughs> they have to, to edit these in a way that makes him look like a superhero. So they have to cut it's, so many times to make him look agile. Uh, it's like stop motion animation. It's just, <laughs> like, it's disorienting. Yeah. And then somebody explained to me what's going on with the New Mutants, a movie that they shot so long ago that Macy Williams is like, 18 years old in it and she's now like now in her 30s <laughs> right <laughs> what was the what's the deal with that it was supposed to come out in march and then of course or april and then everything went to shit so now they're bumping it back yet again yeah but that was april was not the original out? release date. Uh, it was we supposed saw... to come out in like 2016 yeah it was a long Holy time ago shit. when we were talking it's, about <laughs> this movie was announced in 2014 <laughs> yeah it says they said an April 2018 release in my mind. Then it was delayed for reshoots that never happened. Yeah. Oh, um, it really feels like they're just going to come out and be like, look, there's no film. This movie doesn't exist. Oh, <laughs> well, no. Yeah, this movie doesn't exist. It's been like a wacky series of mishaps behind the scenes. No, there was a whole uh, thing because we wrote about it, it. It cracked, I think, because the, like that trailer came out. The first trailer came out back in the Obama administration that that it was it was like a horror movie it was cut in that rhythm of of a you know any of these like a blumhouse horror movie and 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 it's like oh that's cool it's like the 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 concept of mutants with superpowers as 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 a scary you know thing in society and i guess there was rumors that it actually was not a horror movie they just cut the trailer that way because horror movies are popular or something mm -hmm. and so they were talking about having to go back and well maybe we should shoot it like a horror movie if that's what people want <laughs> oh what a bummer uh it's, and yeah. so yeah there was talk <laughs> about like reshooting to totally change the tone of it i guess but man and again just dump it to streaming uh, that's where no one's going to go see yeah. this at this point you don't need to spend 50 million dollars on your freaking ad campaign and printing up celluloid reels for the theaters that still use film like just just dump it to streaming it's fine <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i think this it this is... is so old i'm pretty sure we did a cracked response about the trailer wow Oh yeah, we were all working on crack. Like, yeah, the world has changed <laughs> in so many ways that that it's it's like once something's been on the shelf long enough, just just throw it up on Amazon. People will buy it. If yeah. you watch anything, it's it's fine. It's you'll make some money back, but you're not. There's no reason to because again, you really something in theaters. Something else that may not be clear to all the listeners. If you're putting a movie in theaters, you're adding an extra fifty million bucks. Because you now got to advertise it, you got to pay like it, it's you know there's all these extra fees. Where if you're up putting it up to streaming, 
it's a much easier thing. It's because you're just uploading yeah, it's a, it to it's streaming. It's zero it's, cost distribution. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, so it's not risk free. It's not a thing of like, well, we'll put it out in theaters and see see what people think about it. It's like, no, it's it, it's very clear. You have no idea what's going on with this movie, or unless it just never got completed. I don't know. I wonder if it has to do with just Fox. I mean, I know it has to do with Disney buying Fox, but I I wonder if this movie is very very much in the old X Men universe to a point oh. where they're looking at it and they're like, this is not. The longer we wait, the less relevant it gets, mm-hmm. and like maybe we can change it a little to make it feel like it's in its own universe. Like I'm wondering if it has to do with the the fact that the the, the singer X Men stuff is long over. Oh yeah, and it's just hanging there in this weird void now. Well, there's like a bunch of stuff that Deadpool has made fun of since. Yeah, <laughs> that they like. Well, we're not gonna put that in there. Have everybody clowning us for it. We got it. I don't know. It's just a string of cliches. <laughs> yeah. As of right now, it's supposed to come out this August. All right. Oh, okay. The article we had here said had it to T- TBD, but uh, if if they're if it's truly coming in August, you would think we'd have seen a newer trailer by now. There's a new poster that says August 28th on the bottom. I mean, it's like I the won- fifth poster they've done. Okay. <laughs> I will be curious if they make. All right, well, we'll we'll see. Yeah. Um. So, in reference to what you said earlier, that it seemed like we were just going to do over 2020 and 2021, that is more true than what uh, people think because this because all of these movies have been pushed into next summer, and because next summer's movies should be shooting right now, but they're not because of pandemic. A bunch of stuff that you may have thought was coming out next summer has been bumped either out of the summer or else out into the next year, like the Doctor Strange, what's it called, Into the Multiverse of... The Multiverse of Madness. Madness. Uh, Directed by Sam Raimi, right? Yep. That got, yeah, looking forward to that one, that got ejected out of next year. That is now 2022, which feels like... That's such a long time We're not even going to be alive in 2022. Yeah. The Indiana Jones movie that I did not know was coming next July has gotten bumped to July 2022. Has that got Harrison Ford in it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who's directing it? No. I do. Uh, Not Spielberg. That's all you need to know. uh, James Mangold. (laughs) Yeah. It's not even Spielberg anymore. It's, I don't know why why they're doing doing this. (laughs) Why are they doing this? Uh, I can't. I can't believe it. Uh, so <laughs> what is Harrison? Google Ford how do? old Harrison Ford will be in 2022. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fun exercise for all you listeners at home. I mean, he'll do a lot of things sitting. I guess he's 77 now. Yeah, so he'll be pushing. He'll be uh, close so to 80. 80. Yeah. <laughs> Just that with that theme music playing and he can barely move. Uh, crashing another airplane. So, yeah, okay. just airplane. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you three options here, and you tell me which one is the least depressing. One, if he's just relegated to a desk and they clearly are handing it off to a younger Indiana and Harrison Ford is just like they keep him out of the action altogether. Two, if it's just straight up 
no, just like the last one. He's doing all the stunts. He's doing he's doing all of the Indiana Jones stuff at his at his age. Or three, where they do some sort of hybrid thing where they make you most of the movie he's out of the action, but there's like an inspirational scene where in the finale he puts on the hat and the jacket and has to like fight a bunch of Nazis and ramp a motorcycle off of uh, a cliff or whatever sphinx or something and it's and it's like and it's that robert de niro cgi stuntman where it's like his face glued on it's either it's either his body barely walking or else it's just it's a cartoon harrison ford i don't know what's the least it seems like every possible option here is sad in its own way yeah yeah i think um I Red Letter Media actually made this case, and I, I have to agree with them. I think a reboot is actually, Indiana Jones is one of the few properties where you might get away with a reboot and people would like it. Um, their argument being that, like, Harrison Ford's amazing, obviously, in those movies, but it's so, he's wearing a, a costume. It's the hat, it's the whip, it's the leather jacket. Like, those are such big iconic parts of the character where it's like we don't really care about him when he takes that stuff off like we don't i don't know if we want to see an old indiana jones i think it's it's like james bond where it's like they could have if they wanted to been making indiana jones movies for the last 20 years 30 years right and the point they made and i realize this is like the fourth time we've referenced red letter media in this podcast but uh the point they made is that you don't watch an Indiana Jones movie to be reminded of your own mortality. <laughs> you, don't, right. you don't watch. It takes place in this. He's this larger than life fantasy character. Cause as they, they mentioned, you see him endure punishment that no human could endure. He, you know, swings off of trees with a whip and then lands at a speeding truck and then it explodes. He's a, he's not a person. He's a larger than life, like this mythical figure. To watch an old and creaky Indiana Jones like making jokes about his his prostate, uh, that's the opposite of what this is. Where yes, age discrimination is fine. Right. James Bond is always like forty years old. He's not a young man. You know, you don't need teen James Bond, but he's not old. He he's always this this middle aged super handsome dude. And you know the franchise has been going on for. 60 years or whatever and it's fine keep swapping them out we're this is the one job where age discrimination is okay and indiana jones is not an old man he's just not it's that's that's not the character the character is ageless just like like superman you don't need old superman superman doesn't age and it's fine right that's that he's a spider man is always a a teenager that that, that's okay (laughs) that's 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 the deal audiences are Um, fine with that And, and you can't tell me there's no one else on earth now someone will mention in your comments if you have comments that they are making they are effectively doing what you're talking about because they're making an uncharted movie franchise with tom holland as nathan drake and that's just that's just indiana jones it's it's indiana yeah. jones only yeah it's 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 literally just indiana jones uh, yeah. now i do i do hope that that movie features these 40 minute long se- segments of cover-based shooting yeah <laughs> we're just endlessly mowing down 
65 like hundreds of men hundreds yeah, of other right. people who committed the crime of trying to get to 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 get to the artifact before you did to where you're committing one of the largest mass shootings in world history <laughs> that the, the headlines would not be anything about someone having discovered this ancient grail it would just be you know, 165 people left yeah. dead in Thailand after <laughs> Madman leaves trail of after a mass <laughs> the world's the worst shooting in the mass shooting in world history, and then they were like somewhere eight paragraphs in the story. It's like oh, also some artifacts were missing from the the pyramid, yeah. but it's like also, no, he mostly stole, he stole like some golden coffin or some shit. But mostly it's the 600 man he shot. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. We don't know if this is terrorism related. If this was an incel terror attack uh we were looking we were looking at nathan drake's at this man's uh social media there does appear to be some anti-woman sentiment on there we think it may have been uh, but anyway so the point being that that is coming and i don't know i that's not on our list i don't know where there's um it was supposed to start shooting um, right. So that, that'll probably be delayed by another so year. That was probably going to be 2022, right? Because the special probably. effects in these movies take a year, right? Yeah. I, I don't think I'm the first to point this out, but doing the math, that Crystal Skull takes place in 1957, and that came out in 2008. So this would take place roughly uh, six years before Star Wars comes out. <laughs> So that's so it's just the snake eating its own tail. Yeah, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to see Indiana Jones in the seventies. <laughs> I I mean I kind of do. Uh, I mean, are the are the bad guys the Soviets? Uh, they are in Crystal probably? Skull, and I get I don't know who else they'd be. Really, they were man. Why did I? Why was I mentally imagining Nazis in that movie? I guess it doesn't make sense. You'd be fighting Nazis in nineteen fifty three. I guess I just I don't know. Because again, the the morality of him casually gunning down people who aren't Nazis—that's why Nazis make such great cannon fodder for because nobody feels bad about it. But it's right. I I don't know. That's why that's why it'll be fascinating to see how they handle because the killing in the Uncharted movies is just grotesque. It's <laughs> it, it's actually kind of hard to enjoy them because you're just going to this third world country. And yep. the reason you're murdering these people, it's pretty specious reasoning where it's just like, oh, the rival archaeologist, his camp is over there. We've got to get in and right. recover the file from his tent. And the only way to do that is to kill every single person in a five mile square radius. <laughs> it's and it's not even like this belongs in a museum. It's like this belongs in my house. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're not doing it for any good reason. And I get that he's supposed to be kind of an, an anti-hero. He's like, he's like the, the snarky, drinking, hard-drinking type. It's like, well, yeah, uh, but also he's killed like 300 people in the course of, <laughs> of trying to recover this thing. It's, and some of these people were just, it's like, wow, they're, they're mercenaries. It's like, well, okay, but I'm pretty sure you started this conflict. Uh, right. Like each one of these firefights, I, I initiated it. Uh, you know, I I had the option yeah. of leaving. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the Uncharted, the Batman movie that's going to be next summer. That they did not move out of next year. They just bumped it back to fall. But Jesus Christ, June twenty fifth. That's when you run a Batman movie. Yeah, October's October weird. October is weird for. I mean, it's Batman. It's the Robert Pattinson. 
Batman. Um, uh, they, put, the, they, put, they put Batman v Superman out in March. Um, I think the lesson we're slowly going to learn that that's, they don't, I, it doesn't matter, really. It doesn't matter yeah. anymore. I guess. I, I, I th- yeah. And I and I know they've had some huge hits that came out in March. Uh, yeah, because you know the whole thing with the summer movie season is supposed to be that the kids are out of school, so that they just right. it's just easier to get them to go during the week because it's you know so you're not just piling up grosses on the weekends. But uh, you know, kids these days they don't they don't care about school anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the School's Spider-Man lame. movie that will have the word home in it, but I don't know, I don't know if that they've come up with a title for it. It's the sequel to, Far what was home. the last one? Far From Home, Home yeah. Away From Home. Yep. Uh, that that got bumped into the holiday season in November next year. Mission Impossible 7 got bumped from July to November, which means Mission Impossible 8, which they're <laughs> shooting back to back, got bumped from July 2022 to November 2022. Um, but this is, I realize no one listening to this is actually going to remember any of those dates. The point being that there's an echo effect here that's fascinating because all of these big movies got pushed back and so it shoved all those. It's going to be a domino effect that it's going to last for like the next five years. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> we just need to do 2020 over again. <laughs> yeah, let's just do it over again. <clears throat> I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. Ch- it doesn't change it, but it's. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll feel better, I think. Yeah, I think we'll all feel a little bit better about it. Yeah. Um, um, has this been the weirdest year of your lives? Not the worst necessarily. Has this been for each of you? Would you say it's been the weirdest? Yeah, hands down. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. It's it's it has it's not even halfway over, is it? Well, it's not uh, going to get less weird. If nothing right. else, That's interesting. We've still got That's an election. Point. Like this election is not going to be normal. So, but, yeah. but no, even if absolutely nothing occurs, there's so many layers to it because it's not just pandemic. It's a pandemic, and then the unique way that it had to be handled, like canceling the Olympics, canceling right. all the sports. There's a, there may not be a baseball season at all. They still have not got an agreement, and it's June. Baseball is supposed to start in late March. Um, you know, in the NBA, they're talking about doing like restarting the season next month in like a bubble in like a sealed off campus of, of buildings that no one's allowed to come and come and go Mm -hmm. and just play in an empty stadium. And then all of this happening with Trump as president, like things were already weird in the culture already. And so it's just all these layers of where it's Trump and then the pandemic and you can't leave the house, and so you can't escape all of the stuff because you're you can't take a break from it because you can't go do anything else. Uh, and you know, and again, I'm not. None of us here on this on this conversation have gotten the worst of it. I'm not saying it's the worst year of my life because we you people have things personally, but in terms of the weirdest, it's almost I almost feel detached from it. It feels dreamlike. Because it's yeah. at this point, nothing that could happen would surprise me. Yeah. I mentioned on I did the did Jack's podcast, the Daily Zeitgeist, and mentioned the whole thing with where the U.S. Air Force came out like a month ago and was, oh yeah, it looks like uh, aliens are harassing our fighter jets 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, let us know if you know anything about that. It looks like if you know what planet they're from, whatever, give us, you know, drop us a line. It's like, you happen to have then, their list of demands. Let us yeah, know. Yeah. Let us know. And that was like, it was like the next day that was gone because everybody assumed <laughs> yeah. it was just, wow, this is probably a misunderstanding or something. I can remember other periods in my life. That would have been a pretty big story. <laughs> because, yeah. like, the yeah, whole, now it's just like we just don't have time yeah, we don't for have time for the aliens like, right now. Aliens. Come exactly. back later. You guys have the X the X Files podcast. The entire premise of that show was that there are these elements in the government that believe in UFOs, and that the government's like trying to suppress that belief. And here in the year of our Lord twenty twenty, the government is like releasing, like, yeah, this looks like aliens. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. We, we don't know what it is. The way these things are moving, it's uh, yeah, it seems to it's probably from another dimension. I don't know. Yeah, like, all we right. crowdsource this. Anybody else have any ideas? Yeah, in the meantime, the average people, like all the UFO believers, are like, nah, this got to be a trick. <laughs> I, that doesn't look like anything to me. <laughs> like, all right. It, it reminds me of a scene from the X Files where Mulder um, finally like infiltrates and meets like a, a government, like a, a real higher up in the government, and he thinks he's going to get information off of him, and the guy goes to Mulder and he's like. So are there aliens? And it's the realization of like, fucked if they know too. Which I love. I love the idea that, yeah, the government would just be like, I don't know. We've been seeing shit. Anybody know about this? <laughs> Somebody check on this? Someone check on this? Oh, I know someone's paying attention to this. I, um, I can't. Oh, okay. For secrecy reasons, I can't say who this story is about. But this person had applied for a writing job for an ongoing series. And they were like doing the interview and, and, and the guy is like, and they asked him like, or now are you a fan of you, 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 you watch it's like, Oh yeah, I, I've been, yeah, I watch every season. I, yeah, I eager, especially eager to see what blank was like this twist that had occurred. I like, I'm, I'm eager to see where that goes. And the interviewer said to him, well, what are, what are some ideas you have on that? <laughs> Meaning of course that they did not, on their end, have a solution that that was part of what he was being hired to do was to write what that twist means, and that oh, was a such a bummer. yeah that was a deflating moment because it's like oh yeah, yeah. sometimes you have to just throw that crap out there and then you sit down in the writers' room like okay so we brought this character back from the dead so how did they not die when the thing exploded uh, like, <laughs> like 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 with Sherlock when they no they did not write. A, a solution to that they had to just make one up on the fly and then they just chose right. not to anyway uh yeah i think i gotta move us along here <laughs> yeah i'm so this happens on every podcast i i appear on oh, no, it, yes. it happens all the time on, on hypecast <laughs> and i do not stop it um i guess we should name off some more producer i was gonna suggest we talk about ps5 a little bit but we've t- we've gone on for quite a while the, uh, yeah. I'll pay off what I was saying earlier. There's there's some mild uh, uh, nerd rage over the fact that there was not a new God of War game announced, but there were uh, a Spider-Man game starring Miles Morales and a Horizon Zero Dawn sequel. So like, well, we don't get God of War, but we get these this these SJW games. They, so they just got a God of War. <laughs> I haven't gotten a damn Horizon in what feels like forever. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. There's the uh, the Wonder Woman 1984 uh, yeah. dummies we can make fun of, I guess, if you, if right. you encounter them in the wild. Um, um, have either of you been to the The Last of Us 2 subreddit? No. no. Okay. 
I'm trying to avoid the spoilers, and I know there's yeah, it's, it's full of spoilers, but it's also been taken over by actual the actual alt right, and I mean the hardcore. <laughs> oh, good. Like oh, no. like hardcore. This is cultural Marxism, and this game is intended. So they are like harassing. They're like finding ways to harass the creators of the game. And it's all these memes about because I guess wants to plot leak that I'm not going to go into any details because I know people don't want that. But uh, that, you know, uh, I guess a woman kills a man at some point and and they decided this was uh, like this is like the future liberals want. Uh, and it's right. It is terrifying. It's, it's like the outright actual uh, Nazis have shown up and there's an entire subreddit that if you just think the last of us Two subreddit, that's what it's called. Uh, you will be shocked. That is just go to the, the last of us without the two on the end subreddit. That's where the normal people are just talking about the game. Okay. It, it is know, literally actually. like it, it's terrifying. If you go in there, it's, it's frightening. I we, I, when we does can't that come have out, nice things. It comes out the 16th, we, I think. Very soon. Okay. Very soon. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. The Miles Morales. I assume they they're going to define that as like literal white genocide. Yeah. Uh, even though the pre- yeah the previous game set it up to like I I don't know. Screw those people. Yeah. I'm just I'm excited for Horizon. I want to be a cat with a backpack on. Yeah. That game Stray. Uh, has made me more excited than a lot of things have in a while. <laughs> and there'll be, and, and you'll, obviously you've got, the, the console comes out, they, they come out this holiday season, is that right? Yeah. I assume, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, there'll be plenty of opportunities. to. It's, from the initial unveiling, the two things that alarmed me, one, suspiciously did not mention the price of this machine uh, mm-hmm. and decided they're going to keep that under their hat for a while. That rarely is good news. <laughs> that, no, yeah, I've, that the, usually it means the rumors want, I've heard is seven fifty. Yeah, uh, it, it is a high end piece of hardware. It is. Yes. it is a high end. It, it really is, and and they've even got the second uh, version of it that doesn't have a disk drive. That is them trying to shave cost off of the hardware. Like if you want, if you don't absolutely need a disk drive, the physical media drive, then here's one that's a little bit more affordable, but. And the other thing was that Horizon had no date attached to it, not even 2022, or so that makes me think it's not it's not launch, or else they would have said launch. And then, yeah. and the, the one the stuff that was coming out 2022, it said 2022 or 2021. They had no date at all, so that may, it worries me that that it's We've, in. We that. might be a few years away from. We that have still, yeah. all sorts of things yeah. planned for this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all that stuff where it's like she's going under the ocean and 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 it's uh, I'm worried that the trailer uh, 18 months from now it's like well yeah we 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 dropped that we dropped that bit so I've been burned so many times guys from watching these I obsessively watch these <laughs> unveilings and if E3 was still happening I would watch that uh, and I, there are so many crazy promises made that uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. the, the stuff that's coming out, stuff that's around the corner, the launch stuff is, you know, that stuff is made. Like, you know what they're showing you is what you're going to get. Something that's still in the middle of production. Uh, I mean, they could change so much. Yeah. Yeah, who knows at this point. It, it is definitely like, I, I'm trying not to think about it too, too much. Yeah, yeah there's, uh, there's other stuff going on. I'll, so I'll, far I'll, away. I'll drop that fucking grand on a machine when it, when i when i come to that bridge 
Yeah, and I will. Oh yeah, I no, mean, I will not, do it. Not gonna, I will do it, yeah. and I won't think a, a second thought about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's technically a business expense. That's true. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's 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 get the rest of the producers. Producers. Yeah. Producers. All right. I want I want to thank Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, big thank you to Tom. Quasi dangerous levels of hype. K. Thank you, Tom. Uh, thank you to AJ. Uh, uh, equal amount of thank you to Sweet Meat. Mm. Thank you, Sweet Meat. And of course, there's Tip Drizzle. Thank you, as always, Tip Drizzle, <laughs> for making me say that. Oh yeah, every time. Mm-hmm. Also, Frank Lee Amish. Thank you, Frank Lee Amish. Um, Tom. thank you to Mrs. Voidus. Uh, thanks to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Uh, Aaron Burser. Thank you, David Knife Boot Hinson, MBA CPA. Thank you. Uh, Christopher Robert Sparts, Esquire, Topher Bobby, thank you there. Topher. Uh, Jason, you want to grab the last couple here? Uh, where did you leave off on? I'm sorry. On Mac- Christopher Robert Sparks. Yeah, that was the S- last oh. one I read. Mackenzie, righteous hand of the lizard people, chill. I do not respect long usernames. That's, I'm sorry. You can keep adding <laughs> words, but that's the whole point is they try to come up with something clever that's it's only a few words long. Uh, Funky J and Pie Guy. Uh, thank thank you. you to our delightful producers. Yeah. Uh, so, Dave. What is Dave? It, Tom? Why don't Dave? David. What is it? Tom? Why don't you tell us about a movie that deserves Tom? more hype? <laughs> okay. You know what, Tom? I I think I I think I'll do that for you. Ah. For everyone. Yeah. Uh, this is a movie called Jesus Shows You the Way to the Highway. It is currently streaming, although, Jason, you pointed out it's no longer on Amazon Prime. It's on YouTube. It's on VOD. Uh, it's it's uh, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not many reviews, though. Um, it At first glance, it seems like it would be it's similar to the, the Heidi movie, mm-hmm. but it has a, a, a very, very low pu- budget. Uh, and is apparently makes more sense than it, it it comes off, although I'm I'm gonna have to watch it to be sure. It's it's a very weird no budget film. It's about two uh, agents who are or CIA CIA agents who are guinea pigs in an experiment where they're going into a they're fighting a Soviet computer vi- virus mm-hmm. named Stalin in a VR universe. Um, uh, apparently while wearing the masks of Richard Pryor and Robert Redford in like stop motion animation. Yeah, but it's live action. Uh, it, it's a really interesting look. It is for a no budget film. It looks kind of like cool. Um, it's this director's second film. It, it The first one is apparently really good too. It looks just really weird and trippy. Uh, but as the review that I put on variety says, it says, with a dedicated internal consistency. Yeah, that's um, important for a movie like this. That's in, yeah, that is important. I was like, that was what sold me, which is like, oh, okay. It apparently isn't just like, this is so random. It's It apparently ha- amounts to something. And that that's that's huge. Because when you watch the trailer, you're like, this looks really cool, but I don't trust right, it. Right, the trailer is kind of indecipherable. <laughs> it just yeah. sort of looks neat. Yeah, and so that's where... It, falls on in the movies that deserve more hype where it's just like this looks this looks fucking crazy yeah 
what do you, what do you guys think? Um, are you guys going to see this? I might. This I might you? check it out. More I'm not one hundred percent sold on it. More than I want to watch this movie, I would want to watch a documentary about the making of this movie. Very because true. I went and Googled and found this was a Kickstarter movie, and they only raised $15,000. Jeez. Wow. Um, and then shot it in Ethiopia and I think four other countries. And wow. they were like they were talking about on the Kickstarter that they there's a rule that in Ethiopia the money has to be local or something, so there were these, these hoops they were having to jump through. It sounds like the making of this thing was an absolute adventure and that it is a miracle that it exists because all of this was in service to the weirdest possible just everything about it is just it's weird and quirky and all that but it sounds like the what went into the making of it and what i say in earlier about how you know if, if you've successfully made a movie you're kind of a hero and if you've successfully made a movie like this where you're just the amount of clever little tricks you have to pull off to make a $15,000 movie look like anything. <laughs> yeah. You are a clever, hardworking person because that stuff has to be oh, yeah. overcome with, you know, inventiveness and hard work and doing things the hard way and doing stuff yourself that would normally be offloaded to staff if you had a big production. Um, so it is, even if this were the worst movie on earth, and it sounds like it's not, it would be laudable that, that it exists at all. Yeah, right. for sure. The uh, the director's previous film, Crumbs, which I remember the trailer to, I haven't seen yet, uh, also was shot in Ethiopia. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a really it's also surreal. It's about a post-apocalyptic landscape with like a weird hovering spacecraft over over everything. And then, like, I think there's like a tiny Superman. <laughs> it, it, it's it's it, everyone. This guy's films. When you describe him, it sounds like you're telling you're describing a dream that you had. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I I kind of hope this person never gets a lot of money, but also I kind of hope he gets like a hundred million dollars to see what happens. <laughs> there's been a pretty reliable cycle where if you make some hit indie movie then you just get a marvel movie right after that right. whether you're a director or an actor or whatever like that's that's your reward is that you don't have to make art anymore you can right it's like you are now uh you know because like josh trank made chronicle on nothing like that that movie is like a, a two million dollar budget or something like that and then it's like all right now you've got fantastic four you have proven you can which in reality, you know, you've not at all proven right. that. It's actually completely different uh, making yeah. a movie. So, uh, yeah, this is the this. Colin Trevorrow uh, d went from exactly indie film to Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, and you you'll see these actors. You'll see them in some small movie and think, oh, that was gosh, that's so cool. That guy I'd never seen that guy before. And then you'll go to. Uh, their Wikipedia is like, oh, that's he's now the bad guy in the new whatever, Doctor Strange or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, that was his reward for he made a great heartfelt indie movie that, that changed my life. And his reward is that he will be playing uh, Dr. Roboto in, <laughs> in, in, uh, in Spider-Man 4. I'm like, all right. Huh? Right. It's, 
That's... It's Mickey Rook's comeback with the wrestler, and, and they're like, "How'd you like to be a whip guy? Yeah. How'd you like to be <laughs> a Russian <laughs> right. whip dude your in the reward. worst Iron Man movie?" <laughs> yeah, that's that's your reward. Uh, <laughs> you did it. Uh, congratulations, Oscar Isaac. Here's a here's a, a shitty oh. X Men movie and some crap Star Wars films. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're a character in Star Wars we have no plan for. Right, <laughs> just, you barely exist. By the last movies. movie, it, it, we're just going to be sitting there thinking, well, we've he's got to say something in this scene. It's right. Oh God, it's <laughs> I, I. I'm I'm a little surprised that no one has made any YouTube videos about how bad these new Star Wars movies are. Um, mm. I feel like someone there should someone should have called attention to that because I felt like the all three of the movies had some flaws that really have gone unaddressed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish I wish somebody would be out there pointing out that these actually aren't any good. Yeah, it's yeah. just been universal praise. But if mm. you you watch them a second time, you'll find some flaws. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> well, I think that's I think that's a sewed. We've 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 yeah, gone on long enough. <laughs> We did it. We almost hit two almost, hours. Almost. I think we. I think we've done a two hour before, haven't we? Um, yeah, I'm certain we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have to plug my books before before I go. Uh, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah no, we, we're 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 setting we're you setting up. You up. Setting you up. <laughs> Saying uh, thanks so much for doing the episode. Um. And do you have anything you want to plug? <laughs> Well, yes, because I I quit my job in March thinking that well, surely the world's not gonna fall apart. Like now, now's right. the perfect time to just become a full time novel writer because you know what will people want to do other than than just buy expensive novels for and enjoy literature? So please, uh, if you have money to spare spend it on anything else if you if you like my books uh the new one is called zoe punches the future and the dick and it's coming in october it is up for pre-order now everywhere books are sold please if your local bookstore has somehow survived the coronavirus pre-order it there it's very easy you just go to the sidewalk outside and shout <laughs> in through the door from a safe distance I want to pre-order Zoe Punches the Future in the Dick. Scream it as loud as you possibly can, and they will they will be thrilled to do it for you. Uh, if somehow they have survived this, which they almost certainly have not. I think in when there's a if if we're in a smoldering wasteland, the one thing that people are going to need is books, right? Because it's not right. You don't need electricity. Yeah, uh, you, you seen uh, the seen the book of Eli, man. Yeah, you stock up on those books. <laughs> you know, so people, books. If anything, people should buy many copies uh, that they can then use for bartering in the future. Yeah, or or toilet paper if that happens again. <laughs> uh, if, if for some reason, yeah. Um, um, Dave, tell them about what we got going on. Okay. Uh, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. You can, uh, you can check out some exclusive podcasts on there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman. And Fox Mulder is a maniac. That's it. That's all I have to say. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I think we do have a store, but I don't know. <laughs> Everything's on fire right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, charities. We said this last time. There's, I'm sure there's some charities There's some, there's there. some good causes you, you could be donating to right now. Um, yeah. Like Chase's it, it book. <laughs> yeah. No, it like is, it is understood I mean, among if, all of us. We do this as a job and to pay the rent. We um, we. Fully, all of us, everyone in media understands 
if, if you're struggling to pay the rent, please do not buy a wacky t-shirt from us. <laughs> yeah. But I've gotten people like message and be like, I'm sorry, I can't support your Patreon this month. I'm having rent issues. And it's like, do you think I'm going to be mad at you? Like, yeah. no, it's, it's, no, like, it, yeah, it's no, fine. It's all right. I'll be we mad are, at you, Dave. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's the good cop, bad cop that every Patreon exactly. needs where one, <laughs> one uses like the carrot and the other is the stick. But no, it, your support, anyone, anyone who creates things for a living, your support is appreciated more than you could possibly imagine. If there is a down month because the world has fallen apart, we are not mad at you. It is understandable. It is a risk of the privilege of being able to make stuff like this for a living that, exactly. that there may be a time yeah. when you're not the most important thing in, in someone's life. It's uh yeah I've had to it's taken a long time for me to come to terms with that but <laughs> finally realized that I'm not the most important thing in everyone's life. It's true. Yeah. Oh, if man. even these 150 million dollar movies could not get shown to audiences and some of these just gotten if Artemis Fowl could not <laughs> cannot reach its its audience in these and that's a freaking Disney production then yeah it's understandable that that some of us smaller operations will will also struggle yeah all right well um i think that's it let's, let's uh, say goodbye everyone all right goodbye goodbye everybody Bye. thank you Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.